Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy, and we are coming at you from the Hubbard Broadcasting Studios here in the Twin Cities. Thank you for listening. This week is episode 52. Our guest today is Tori Kolasik. She's our senior social media strategist at Hubbard Interactive. And as always, our producer, Pat Laker, is with us. Hey! <laughs> hey! Today's episode is sponsored by Hey Orca. Hey Orca makes social media planning for agencies easy. Our team has used Hey Orca over the past year, and it has made our communication and content distribution process much more seamless as an agency. It's such an easy platform for us and our clients to use. The layout makes it a perfect tool for working both on a day-to-day and month-to-month basis. It allows you to lay out content in an easy-to-understand dashboard. Not only is that content calendar straightforward when plugged into Hey Orca, but when it's approved, that content is scheduled to automatically go out on all of your platforms. The approval process with clients is great because there's never a question about if the content is good to go. And it has not only sped up our communication time with clients, but it allows us to communicate with the clients directly in Hey Orca, allowing us to focus more on client communication in the tool versus tons more emails going back and forth. It's a tool we use daily, and we, as well as our clients, can't imagine going back to spreadsheets. See how you can seamlessly plan for multiple clients and get content approvals in the ultimate sandbox for marketing at heyorca.com. So let's get into this week's episode number 52, Event Marketing on a Stick. So just in time for the Minnesota State Fair, which is happening this week, the big get-together, we are going to talk today about event marketing um, for the State Fair. And I have with us Tori, who is going to talk about, because you're doing a couple accounts yes. for the State Fair, specifically some businesses that are going to be there. And Pat, who is an avid State Fair goer. I love the State Fair. <laughs> is the 10,000 calorie challenge going to make an appearance on this podcast? Because I love to talk about eating 10,000 calories at the fair. Is that a thing? Like the 10,000 calorie well, challenge? Well, it was. Well, it was a thing for me. Oh my gosh. What was this? Um... I'm just going to barge my way and talk about this. Um, <laughs> five years ago, something like that, five or six years ago, um, when I worked on the radio, they issued a challenge to me that I couldn't eat 10,000 calories in one day at the state fair. I didn't. I failed. But I came darn... I got to like 9,500 calories and literally could not shove any more food into my body. Did you throw up? I never threw up. What? I would definitely lose my cookies. So, I mean... Who knows how scientific it was? We were just eating. I was just eating food and we were Googling it and trying to figure out roughly how many calories were in these things. And at the end of the day, I had three quarters of a bucket of Sweet Martha's cookies in front of me. And if I would have eaten probably half of that, I could have gotten to the 10,000 calorie mark. And I was just, you know, on the on the bus ride from the fair, (laughs) just like zoning out, like staring at these cookies going, can I do this? No. And everything in me was just, it literally said, no, you can't do this. And not only that, to make matters worse, we were having friends over that night for a barbecue party in our backyard, and I was in charge of grilling. So I was in front of the grill the rest of the night, grilling burgers and broths and everything for everyone. Like, no desire to eat any of it. I I had like too much cotton candy a couple years ago and I threw up. Like, I don't know how you had like 9,500 calories. Oh my God. I feel like you actually probably hit 10,000 calories. (laughs) So let's talk about new things for food coming out at the fair because I feel like that's a good start to any podcast about the state fair. You have to. Um, You guys, you got to see this. So I just looked up the year, the new food this year at the fair. And one of them is called a barbecue split. It looks so good. Which is kind of like what it sounds like. It looks like an ice cream 
banana split ice cream, but with barbecue, coleslaw, a pickle, and mac and cheese. I'm in. It looks so good. Missy's getting... I don't know. a little doubtful. I don't know. It, it's, I mean, it looks good. It's just... It's a weird, it was a weird it, concept. Was it last year or something that they had the new... It was like a ice cream cone, but it was mashed potatoes and like pork and gravy and stuff yep. on top. It was made to look like another, you know, ice cream thing, but Ooh. it wasn't. But it wasn't. <laughs> Nothing could ever beat ice cream. Let's just put it out there. My client actually has a new food. Um, Lulu's Public House. They've got pepperoni chips with like a queso type dip oh i really want to just eat like it. fried crispy pepperoni basically. yeah pretty much and i want to eat it yep i'm in i know right? super good <laughs> oh there's something called a rainbow cloud roll at the rainbow ice cream stand this looks so instagrammable it's uh scoops of ice cream sprinkled with fruity cereal kind of looks like fruity pebbles to me um and wrapped in a pillow of cotton candy Woo! i just got a cavity thinking about yep. that <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, these look really, really good. Um, so with, so food is one thing, but let's also talk about the drinks because the drinks are a huge thing too. Yep. So one of my clients is Andy's Grill that's at the State Fair. They've been there for 32 years now and they have, if you've heard of the chocolate chip cookie beer, that's like their signature item. And I feel like a lot of different stands at the State Fair, I mean, that's kind of the way to get people in is to market their new weird concoction that they right. came up with. There's like, is there like a pickle beer or something now? There was a there pickle, was pickle beer. beer there last was a year. Um, what was the like a blueberry beer or something like that? Green belts blueberry beer. Yep. Beer. Um, there was a lot. I remember we went as a team last year and made a lot of stops. Oh, to... uh, mini donut beer. Yes, that's oh, what that I'm was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. That was well, Buzzfeed good. made a video about the beers at the Minnesota State Fair because they're so strange it's just yeah. so yeah. weird and i th- i think what's interesting too is like from an instagram perspective like influencers and we actually were having a couple influencers come out to our client stands they want to be the first ones out there they want to get the pictures of the cool weird foods and beers and be the first ones to instagram it and then of course everybody sees that and that's what they want to go during the fair and do that same instagram photo so having those very trendy drinks and food is a great marketing tactic and I've been seeing that. Have you guys noticed how it kind of has been going into just restaurants in general? It's not just a state fair thing anymore. It's just a general, any new restaurant or I would say food and beverage industry type thing has been created to look good on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. say it's a coffee shop. It could have the most mediocre coffee <laughs> you've ever had, but the space is so cool. So it thrives for at least a little while because people are going there to take instagrams there's um the black waffle and coffee place and i think it's in st paul and they have this black wall with their logo on it and that is like everyone on instagram you always see a picture of them taking in front of that wall and it's just so funny neon signs are a huge trend now too with spaces like oh where's that neon sign at i gotta get my picture in front of it it's like it's mesmerizing (laughs) minnesota nice cream that kind of colorful striped wall they have painted right outside their um building and it's on their ice cream truck as well so it's all for the gram it's all for the gram So let's get into event marketing specifically with the State Fair coming up. I mean, that's one of the biggest events in town um, in Minnesota here. Um, And so they do a ton of event marketing as far as, um, you know, radio spots, TV commercials. They're doing display ads. We were looking up some of their stuff. The performers, the bands that come in are a huge draw as well. The food is probably the number one draw for it. 
But then also what's interesting is that each of the individual stands there, do their own marketing because you walk in and I don't even know how many booths there are there. Oh, hundreds. Yeah. More, more than yeah. you could possibly even visit in a day. Um, but you got to make yourself stand out because people only have so much time when they're there and you want them to come to your venue. So let's talk about some things people can do to stand out when there is so many other competitors out there. I would think social media, I mean, nowadays, I think in general is just such a big thing across the board. I'm not saying that because I work in social media, but (laughs) um, because that's a great way to show those unique things that you have. Because even if you have this cool new food item, you need to tell people about it. Like it's not solely the fair's responsibility. And I know Pat, forgive me if I'm wrong. Isn't there like a state fair food day where all the vendors that have these new food at Twin Stadium, right? Don't they do like yep. the food expo? Like a yeah. food preview basically. Right. It's mostly for the new foods, um, but there are some like staples that are pretty much always there. Okay. So yeah. essentially if you want to be part of that event, you have to come out with a new item or how yeah, does that work? I, th- I think when you come out with a new food, you, you know, apply or you announce it to the fair themselves and then the fair is the one who puts on the new food day i mean the stadiums around town do it too before every you know every before viking season before twin season they all do that here's our new foods this year from our new vendors and stuff like that and so the the fair does the same thing which is really smart of them because that's the point where the food they make the food look really good make it instagramable for the influencers for the media for everybody who's going to be pushing this food out for other people to see and so that's a and it's ahead of time too so you know if you didn't know the state fair was coming that's you're like oh the state fair is coming right. sort of thing well and i know i used from those food previews a lot of articles were written about my clients foods and new beers because um, they've got a partnership with sociable cider works and surly and we all know how big like at least Surly is in the twin cities so there's so many articles written about that that the best place to share it is on their Facebook page, in my opinion. One cool thing that a lot of um, of the beer vendors like Surly and stuff are doing is they're at so many different booths at the State Fair, and they want to highlight that. So one thing that they've been doing, and this was a super cute idea that Excelsior Brewing put together, is they actually made something called the Minnesota State Fair t-shirt that you can purchase, and it has all the places at the State Fair where you can drink their beer, and then you can walk around. And I know I have a lot of friends that have, um, there's like cards you can print off, like all the booths, and they try to do like the State Fair beer challenge where they try all the new things. So just genius on their part for coming up with that. And then there's another um, brand called Liftbridge, um, another beer. They did, they basically created like a virtual map that you can go and you can see all the places that have their beer at the State Fair too. So just another way to really push out those vendors and share where you can get their products. Yeah, I had a guy reach out to me and said, here's the State Fair bingo. Like you guys are on here. Please share on your page. Yeah, State Fair bingo. That's what, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like we're on there. You know, obviously in a way you're going to end up promoting other brands, even though you don't necessarily mean to. Um, like in my case, because those articles that write about all the new foods, well, obviously they're going to mention everyone else. You just hope that you stick out a little bit more. But yeah. So what drives you guys to go to certain booths over other booths at the State Fair? Well, <laughs> so you see, I just moved to Minnesota. I'm not from Minnesota. So the first time I went to the State Fair last year was the team day that we went. And so I just kind of followed everyone around. How overwhelmed were you? Yeah, I was going to say, oh, man. 
I was just well so we just stopped a lot and I was like well I just kind of want to walk around and explore because I have no idea everyone's like let's go here and here they know where everything is I'm like I'm just gonna follow you because I'm just here right now (laughs) um and I'm from Iowa where the state fair is really huge in Iowa it's going on probably wrapping up now because school will have started in Iowa here this week probably so I also only went to the Iowa State Fair once so so you're not really a fair goer. Yeah, I was gonna say so you're not a true fair goer. Probably not, but like <laughs> I would totally go. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I just don't want to deal with people. It is a lot. It's but a lot. But the of food people. is so good. I know. Maybe it's because it's just hot and it's more nostalgic than anything, but it's so good. I mean, I think I've gone to the state fair every year since I was my mo- I remember my mom pushed me around in a stroller. Yeah, at the state fair. I mean, I would totally go, and I'm sad because we are having our team day on the fair this week. And I'm naturally missing it. But <laughs> it's like, okay, I have to go and just explore one day. And Hubbard is so awesome because it has a bus that takes us there. The Hubbard shuttle is amazing. Right. So I'm like, that's another thing, like paying for parking. I'm like, nah. So I was like, if I can go for free or at least get transported there for free, I'm a little more swayable or whatever you want to call that. So Pat, so what are some things that drive you to, why do you go to certain booths at the state fair over others? Um, it's it's all about the food for me. It, even 10,000 cal- calorie challenge or not. Um, I love the pork chop on a stick. The corn on the cob is delicious. Which is so funny because that's so basic to me. But, like, but so everybody good. goes there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like the blue barn. Which was new, I think, three years ago, three oh, or four years ago. Oh, yeah, that's part ago. of a blue plate. That's the blue plate blue. restaurant, so like Free House and the Lowry and stuff like that. Um, so they've got a couple of their Free House beers there, and always the chicken and waffle is really good. Their uh, lobster mac and cheese is good. It's it's all about food for me. I enjoy the um, like the 4-H, the you know the the cattle barns and the animals and stuff like that. And I know there's a lot of people that go to the fair just for that. Uh, but for me, it's all about it's all about food. And probably what I've seen other people eating on social media. Mm-hmm. Well, you're walking at the fair and you see someone, you go, I want that. Mm-hmm. And you'll ask them, where'd you get that? And yep. you go there. Like now I'm, all I'm thinking about right now is fried pickles. And that's <laughs> yep. all I want that's right now. Really good one. I love fried oh. pickles and I'm starving now. So, <laughs> so Pat, you had mentioned this um, after your, about your 10,000 calorie challenge, but the Sweet Martha's Cookies, mm-hmm. they now have three booths at the State Fair because yeah. they've grown so big and they do an amazing job at marketing. Um, one of their things that they did last year is they actually created a Snapchat filter around the State Fair and it was super cute. It had these like the cookies as part of the filter and you could take your picture and swipe to have the that filter on there. So I definitely think Snapchat filters are a huge part of the fair, especially when you're trying to geo-target specific areas um and again sweet martha's is like a staple now at the state fair well, too. you know people are going to be taking pictures of their food of their friends when they're at the fair of their family they're you know people are have their phones out all the time taking pictures and so a snapchat filter is almost a no-brainer for something like that one thing that we're doing with annie's grill is we're doing um a giveaway on their facebook page right now and we're giving away tickets to the state fair because obviously in order to get you know, into the fair, you have to have tickets. So that's um, an easy way to do a fun giveaway and drive people to go. And then, you know, hopefully they go in and they check out everything that the fair has to offer. So that's one idea to drive people in there as well. Some type of like ticket giveaway. Uh, and there's a ton of restrictions with the state fair. Like you aren't allowed to like do couponing or giveaways unless it's specifically through that state fair blue book, or I think it's called the blue book that yep. you can buy um, before you go to the fair. So they, there's so many restrictions. You really have to be cautious about 
what you are when you do giveaways like that so that's one of the very few things you actually can give away on the facebook page um you can't do your standard oh come in buy one get one free on the chocolate chip cookie beer or something like that right or use this promo code um that's just that's not allowed there so you got to be be careful about that as well when you're marketing Another big thing um, is doing targeted ads around the state fair location. People, what's tricky about the state fair is people come from all over the state. So you really got to be careful with your targeting. Are you going to target, you know, just a, you know, 20 mile radius around the state fair? Are you going to target the whole state of Minnesota? So that's one thing to look at. Um, And we're actually doing some geo-targeted ads with one of my clients um, to people who were at the state fair last year. And then having targeting them to come back again this year and go to my client's location so that's one thing that you know people like pat and i um who go to the state fair every year um i think that's gonna be a really successful strategy and it's we've had really great numbers so far so i'm excited to see what that ends up um finalizing us definitely one of the things that i think is great about the state fair is it's just so memorable there's there's something there's always something you're going to remember and so, I mean, even even with ads, if it's just if if somebody went and you know went to the Blue Barn or Andy's Grill or whatever and just loved it, they're gonna want to go back anyway. And so, seeing that ad, if if they get targeted with that ad again, they're just gonna be like, oh yeah, of course I'm gonna go back there. And it's you know perfect use of that kind of retargeting ad if you've got a good experience, you know, from the first time that they, that they were there and. Uh, somebody's always got a great story about something great that happened at the fair. So hopefully it's it's you. So is there any other, um, when you are marketing an event, and not maybe it's not just even the state fair, but just an event in general, is there anything that you would want to let people know? Like make sure that these are some, you know, these are things that I would definitely recommend doing when you're marketing an event coming up. I would say, so in the case of the state fair with my client, uh, again, they've got new foods, new beers, um, promoting those, but also they have some fan favorites that, um, you know, you want to let their loyal people know that those aren't going away. So we still have our XYZ, but make sure to try this when you come check us out to, um, you know, let people know that their fan favorites aren't going away either um, and kind of hit on people's like brand loyalty a little bit. I would also say on Instagram as well, like when you're doing posts, like make sure you use like those general hashtags, like hashtag Minnesota State Fair, hashtag the great get together. Um, and each event obviously has hashtags that are designated for it. Um, one of the posts that we did about the chocolate chip cookie beer, um, we use those hashtags. And as of yesterday, it was up to like 530 likes on it. And so it's getting some really great traction. And another thing I like to do too is follow those influencers and different, um, PR sources, I'll say. So like, you know, the radio stations, the TV stations in town, the newspapers. Um, One person last year, I started following these local BuzzFeed guys and one of them reached out to my client who I was on the other end and asked if they could do a feature. And so they were featured in a BuzzFeed video for the state fair for their beer. So there's a ton of PR opportunity with social media as well. You just got to make sure you're following those right people, using the right hashtags, and then answering your direct messages when they come in. Yeah, I would say in particular for Instagram, definitely follow the hashtags, anybody tagging you, commenting you, putting you in their stories, and just trying to stay on top of that to make sure to share that. Um, That's pretty easy, especially like adding to your Instagram story. It's kind of the click of a button and you really don't have to do anything. So making sure that you're staying on top of it. Actually turn your notifications on. 
during event time, I and would like say. And like Facebook Live, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and Instagram stories as well. Though one issue with my client, um, and we did this last year, is during, they do, um, on the top of every hour, they do the whole staff dances oh, yeah. to Grease Lightning, <laughs> which is so cute. It's a really fun video. And so I Facebook Lived it. And about two hours after I posted it, Facebook, I got a notification from Facebook saying that they had taken it down. And I was like, what the heck, Facebook? <laughs> and I realized it was because they don't have the rights for the Grease Lightning song. And so, and again, this is a rare occurrence, but if you have an event where there's music being played or a concert or something, be aware of what's going on in the background because you might have an amazing video you just took and if Facebook picks up part of that sound and you don't have the rights to it, it will take that video down. So all your hard work is gone. Um, So just something to be aware of when you are doing those Facebook Lives and Instagram stories. Yeah. (laughs) As far as when you're kind of wrapping up your events, what are some things that you do for your clients when it comes to the wrap-up part, when the event's winding down? As it's winding down, especially probably the last few days of the fair, you know, kind of the major grandstand shows are over and animals are done being shown, but, you know, there's kind of those last few days that it's just winding down. Um, Still promoting, you're still open. Make sure to come check us out as you wrap up your time at the fair, but then also kind of as it ends, kind of play on that um, quote-unquote fair hangover. Um, You know, we know you miss us, but we'll be back next year, and, you know, some of your new favorites play on that, and then kind of on the social media job side of it, you know, we pull together all of our efforts and show that to the client and ask if they had a good year or not. <laughs> one thing too, um, and this isn't actually the end of the fair, but one of the things my client does is when they're ramping up for an event, they need a ton of staff to support them during those two weeks of the fair. And whether it's the fair or any event you have, you might need a bunch of extra staff. So something with Facebook, they have their job board on there. So that's a really great place to post about, hey, I'm looking for a part-time cook or a server um, to help out during this time and so that's a great place to get people to apply and to get them to help out for those those couple weeks during your event Mm -hmm. so i'd highly recommend using the facebook job board for for that definitely do you guys for any of your clients state fair specific state fair is 12 days so you know that people aren't going to be there all 12 days well most people i'm sure (laughs) So how do you how do you handle like if if you're doing if you're having a good day or you want to post something about you know the great weather today and then tomorrow it's a rain out or something like that how do you handle that for like a multiple day event if you're not doing like a concert or something is obviously something different it's a one time thing but you've got to like do either any of your clients run like a anything on specific days of the fair like they're doing something special on Labor Day or something like that. So for my client, we do the same thing. I mean, they have the same thing every single day, but we highlight it on social media to make it look like it's specials each day. So like this one day we're focusing on their alcoholic, seven alcoholic slushies. They have seven different flavors of alcoholic slushies at Annie's Grill, um, which is insane and amazing. So we highlight that one day. And then the next day we're highlighting the chocolate chip cookie beer. And then the next day we're saying, hey, we're having, you know, um, maybe one of their vendors is going to be there you know, kind of riling up everybody. And um, so we highlight that one day. And um, so just kind of like making it feel like every day has a unique thing. We're just highlighting what's going on that specific day. I would say same with Lulu's Public House. It's check out this mango sour with shells. Check out the 
Juicy Lulu Lucy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Um, the hazy IPA that they have one day. Kind of same thing. Check out the pepperoni chips. Um, check out the Sociable Cider Works Mimosa, the different kind of cocktails, the kind of cocktail creations, I would say, as well as food. Um, they have a lot of food. So just highlighting on Tuesday, come check out our Bang Bang Chicken Tenders. And on Wednesday, today's the day for pepperoni chips, you know. Um, so kind of the same answer as Missy, I would say. Well, and what's also nice, too, is with um, Andy's Grill, uh, they have their indoors. So when it rains, it's great. <laughs> so we definitely like to highlight that and post to like, hey, it's raining today. Like, stop on in. We have plenty of seating. We're covered. You know, you can get all the beer and food that you need and a chill, dry spot to hang out for the day while you're waiting for the rain to stop. So we definitely take action when stuff like that happens. Um, it's just constantly monitoring the weather and the page and the post to be alert when that when that goes on that's funny because we're the opposite we're like an open <laughs> yeah. bar pretty much so it's, you, it's a sweet rooftop bar but if it rains it's, yeah. yeah and i think in that case you just kind of make light of the situation yep. and say put your poncho on the drinks are still hot you know <laughs> like whatever it may be um so now on the opposite of the spectrum we kind of have to make fun and light of the fact that we're an open menu yep yep it's just kind of kind of roll with it with whatever right. happens so wrapping up everything we talked about i am so freaking hungry right now i know um but one thing i would recommend too and this has been super helpful is when you are doing you have so much going on out there especially when an event comes up and whether this is the state fair or any event you do google alerts has saved my butt so many times because you don't know what you know when i want to say like little article picks you up but you you don't know so having google alert set up it's free to do you can plug in the name of your business or your event and then anytime an article is written about you online anywhere you'll get an alert to where that article is and so i've used that a ton for my event clients and it's helped so much because it's like okay yep that just went out here that just went out here that's great social content not gonna post that one this one got beautiful pictures i didn't even know they were at the event like i'm gonna use that in my recap so definitely sign up google alerts is a great tool i would recommend as kind of an, an overall to everything that you got going on too um so we're gonna post links to everything we talked about today um i mean majority as the all the food <laughs> really important things um and then we're also going to post links to um andy's grill gotta check them out chocolate chip cookie beer shout out and tori you want to give a shout out to you gotta yours? go to lulu's public house get those pepperoni chips mango sour from shell's brewery the mimosa from social cider works and uh hazy ipa from surly Oh, I'm so hungry right now. I know. Um, this was a should... bad time to do before lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing it right before lunch. Um, and then, Pat, we should give a shout out to our radio station booths as well. Oh, yeah. KS95. Um, they've got T-shirts and a bunch of cool stuff there. Um, and you can meet the the DJs there. Uh, My Talk 107.1 has a brand new booth this year. They it's uh, be beautiful. Yeah. They've been remodeling and doing a lot of work for that. Um, they're broadcasting live pretty much all day all the shows are out there live and then uh 1500 espn is also doing live broadcasts with garage logic and ride with Royce and all that stuff out there so make sure to check out our three radio stations while you're out there yeah yeah make a little tour of all yeah. the stuff yeah that's, a, that's what we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
All the links we talked about today will be in the show notes on episode 52 at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP52. And make sure to subscribe to the Social Feed Podcast with Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get a brand new episode delivered right to you every Wednesday. Thank you, Tori. Thank you, Pat. We're going to go eat eat now. Um, (laughs) And we'll see you guys all next week. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell. Today's episode is sponsored by Hey Orca. Hey everyone, my name is Joe. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Hey Orca. We created Hey Orca with very different roles and permissions. So what you'll see in Hey Orca is that you you can have your clients as just an approval or you can have your clients as an active member of the social media team. From your client standpoint, if they're just an approver and if they just want to see what's most relevant at any given time, they don't need a Hey Orca account. You'll get a shareable link, you send it to them, then go right into Hey Orca, see exactly what content's going to be posted, approve it, or provide you with feedback. The other way of collaborating is that they want to be part of the social media team. And so the way you can do that is you can invite them as a user on Hey Orca, and they'll be able to create content and be able to collaborate in real time with the with the agency. See how you can seamlessly plan for multiple clients and get content approvals in the ultimate sandbox for marketing at heyorca.com.